Welcome back to my Big Fat Recovery, Episode 2. Today on the pod, your grocery store survival guide. We're going to talk about how to set yourself up for success and how to cope when triggers or stressors arise. Hopefully, grocery shopping can not only be an integral part of your recovery experience, but maybe even enjoyable. I'm so glad we're here together talking about this. It is such a important facet of recovery. And if you haven't already listened to the first episode of my Big Fat Recovery where we talked about the sick enough trap, definitely go and give that a listen if you would like. I do hope to eventually have the guest that we were supposed to have on this week on the pod. Unfortunately, she was diagnosed with COVID this week. So send all of your healing vibes her way and all of the love. And I cannot wait for you to hear from her later on. So do you struggle with grocery shopping? If you do, you're not alone. A lot of us put it off until you just have like a can of beans in your cabinet and a rotten bell pepper in your fridge before you end up going. It's not uncommon to feel really self-conscious while you're there, especially if you live in a fat body. A lot of people panic or dissociate while they're there, and then you might end up leaving without even getting what you came there for. I think part of what makes it so difficult for a lot of people is that the grocery store can feel like a battlefield against diet culture and fat phobia. You almost need like a sword and shield. You walk down any aisle and it's like, bam, guilt-free this and skinny that and... What's that over there? Oh, it's more low-carb nonsense. I think this might be why the eating disorder seems to pull out a megaphone as soon as you walk through the door. I mean, there are just so many things for the eating disorder to have an opinion about. Whatever behaviors and thoughts you struggle with, the grocery store can be a stressful experience. I will say that even as a child, food shopping was a pretty stressful experience for me. I grew up in a lower-income household, and my parents constantly argued about how to spend their money. Every single thing we bought was at the best price we could find and frequently had been studied for several minutes before being approved to put in the cart. Combine that with growing up as a fat kid and all the diet culture nonsense that that brought with it, and I was really primed for anxiety around food shopping. Now, of course, my eating disorder made grocery shopping an even more miserable experience, especially when I was trying to recover at first. I have a specific memory from treatment where we had a grocery store outing just like we did every Friday, and after using up the whole time dissociating around the store looking at things without actually putting them in my cart, I found myself totally panicking in the cereal aisle. The next thing I knew, 15 minutes went by and I was totally out of time. I had literally bought nothing. I walked back to the group feeling quite defeated with my head down, but luckily a very kind, more experienced patient and a mom of four who knew how to get shit done walked me right back into the aisles and made me try again. Since then, I really reclaimed the grocery store through my recovery, and sometimes I even enjoy going there now. So how did I manage to get to this place of no longer despising the grocery store and maybe even enjoying it? I think it comes down to two key elements. The first element is making sure that you're prepared and setting yourself up for success. The second element is managing triggers when they come up. So let's get into that first element, being prepared. 
There are so many things that you can do to set yourself up for success in the grocery store. Just like Santa Claus, I set myself up for success by making a list and checking it twice. This helps me to remember what I came there for, and especially if I get stressed out while I'm there, it's something that I can refer back to to make sure I leave with what I came there for. Now here's my important caveat or asterisk to making a list. You are allowed to get things that are not on the list. So for example, if I'm sitting at home making the list, I'm going through my cabinets, going through my fridge, thinking about what recipes I want to make, I will add all of those things to my list. But then when I'm at the store, sometimes inspiration strikes me and I listen to my intuitive cues that are telling me, hey, that food looks really good. It is okay to get things that are not on the list. Personally, I like to keep my list on my smartphone. I put it in my notes app. I know that there are lots of apps that other people use that are specifically made for list keeping or grocery lists, but personally, the notes app works for me, and you can even add things to it throughout the week when you notice that you've run out of something or when you have a recipe that you might want to make and you think of it in that moment. Keeping it on your phone also means that you won't forget it at home because it's pretty unlikely that you'll leave your phone at home. You're probably going to be bringing that to the grocery store. And we'll talk more about how you can use your phone while you're there, too. Now, the other cool thing about making a list is that you can add mantras or reminders to yourself that might be helpful when you're confronted with all that diet culture nonsense in the grocery store. So, for example, you could put on the list as even like an item so that you're forced to look at it. I am deserving of nourishment. I am purchasing food to support my recovery. I choose recovery. Today and every day, I will nourish my body. There are no good or bad foods. My next tip is to find something to listen to while you're in the store. I like to save all of my body liberation and recovery podcasts for while I'm wandering around in the grocery store. It not only gives me something to think about and serves as a good distraction, but it's also a good reminder for what I'm fighting for. By choosing podcasts or music that is uplifting to me and reminds me of my core values and reminds me why I'm choosing recovery and why I'm fighting for body liberation, that supports the choices that I'm making in the store to buy food that will nourish me. The other thing about finding something to listen to while you're in the grocery store is that it can help with some of that sensory overload that contributes to the anxiety that you might already be feeling. So if you're somebody that gets overloaded by like the sounds and all the people in the store, having something that you're listening to in your headphones can sort of reground you and recenter you and it can feel much less overloaded. The other thing that headphones can do is they can buffer any sort of interactions that you have with other people. For me, I feel like every time I go to the grocery store, I run into somebody that I know. And if you're somebody that doesn't want to have those interactions, having headphones in kind of gives you the choice on whether or not you are going to respond to somebody or even hear what they're saying or necessarily have to interact with somebody. Some fat people unfortunately have the experience of people making unwarranted, non-consensual comments about their bodies or about what they're choosing to put in their carts or diets or anything like that. Fortunately, I have never had that experience of a stranger saying something like that to me in the grocery store, but I have heard of other fat people having that experience. I know in Aubrey Gordon's book and on the podcast Maintenance Phase, she mentioned an experience where somebody like took a cantaloupe out of her cart and was like, you don't need this. It has too much sugar. Like the horrific fat phobic nonsense that happens to people is really terrible. And that is the last thing that you need. 
We will talk more about coping skills and dealing with stressful situations that might come up a little bit later on, but I think that having headphones in can maybe be a little bit of a barrier to those sorts of comments. My next tip is to make sure that you are wearing a comfortable and confidence-boosting outfit when you go to the grocery store. You don't want to wear anything that is going to trigger body dysmorphia or negative body image thoughts because you don't need that added stress. Sometimes I go to the store right after work, which means I'm wearing more of like a formal outfit with like or like business casual, I will say, with like a blazer or like less comfortable shoes, but that makes me feel super confident. I'm like, I wonder what people think I do for work or that kind of thing. Um, But if I go on the weekend, like I'm wearing leggings and sneakers and a comfortable shirt and a sweater probably because not only is it cold, but like I don't really want to perceive myself, you know, like do not perceive me. I don't want to perceive myself. Just let me get through this experience. So my last tip in terms of preparing for success at the grocery store is to talk to your team. Make a plan with your dietitian about what items would be good to add to your grocery list. If you're having a hard time coming up with like meal or snack ideas, ask them for help. That's what they're there for. And if you don't have a team, definitely reach out to the supports in your life and talk through what specifically is stressful for you at the grocery store and what you can do to manage those triggers. So let's say that you've done all of these amazing things to prepare and set yourself up for success, but you get there and some of that diet culture nonsense pops up or you find something particularly triggering and you start to feel yourself shut down. Let's talk about coping skills and making a crisis plan for if this happens. So the first step to managing triggers and overwhelm is to identify it in yourself as soon as it starts to happen. If you can notice it early on, you can address it early on and you can set yourself up to have a successful rest of your trip there. For me, the red flags that I'm starting to get overwhelmed are usually that I'm ruminating and looking at nutrition labels and like spending way too long making a decision about a particular food item, or sometimes it looks like me dissociating or wanting to leave the store. As soon as I notice those red flags, I'm able to use my coping skills and reground myself so that I can have a successful grocery run. One thing that you can start to do when you notice this overwhelm and if you notice yourself feeling triggered is go to a safe corner of the store. For me, this is usually the pet food aisle and like the toilet paper napkin section. There's usually a lot less people there and it's a little bit more like off to the side and away from the overwhelm and the crowds and that sort of thing. You can think of this place as your home base. And honestly, no shame in claiming the bathroom as your home base. Leave your cart outside, go to a stall, sit down, and work on some coping skills. Wherever your home base is in the store, start to reconnect with the breath and with your senses. This will reground you into your body and into the moment and slow yourself down. Start by taking a deep breath in. In through your nose, out through your mouth. Try to make the exhale longer than your inhale if you can. This will activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is that rest and digest and get you out of your sympathetic nervous system response, which is that fight or flight. The next thing you can do is start to reconnect with the senses. So is it feeling cold in the store? Are you feeling warm? Do you feel the ground underneath your feet? Do you smell anything? Do you hear anything? Reconnect with the senses, 
and ground yourself back into your body. The next thing to do in this moment of crisis, if it's helpful to you, is to phone a friend. I want you to reach out to somebody who is not going to perpetuate your eating disorder or diet culture or fat phobia. Now, if you don't have somebody like that in your life, think about who else you could reach out to and talk about something else. So can you reach out to a family member and just ask how their day is going? People love to talk about themselves. Let them ramble on and stay grounded while they do so. If it's somebody supportive that is, you know, anti-diet and, you know, fat liberation and all, talk through with them what is going on for you. You can even keep them on the phone while you finish the rest of your grocery shopping. When you get home from the grocery store, try to identify again what was triggering, what was stressful, and try to reflect on it. It can be really easy and tempting to just want to forget about the whole experience and avoid thinking about it, but the way that we learn and grow is from reflection and from practice. It's a muscle that we need to build. You can try split page journaling. On one side of the page, write down the eating disorder thoughts that came up while you were there, and on the other side of the page, write down how you would respond to them. So during this episode, we've been talking about how to survive the grocery store. But what I'd like to say is that the most important thing here is that you get the food. You need the nourishment whatever way you get it. So if for right now, at whatever point you're at in your recovery, if it feels too overwhelming or if it's not feasible due to the pandemic, there is no shame in using apps like Instacart or having to use the app through your grocery store or even having a loved one like a family member or a friend do the shopping for you. But if you're avoiding the grocery store because you feel like it's just not worth it or because it just seems too overwhelming, I would really encourage you to give it a try. I will say that figuring out how to manage the grocery store and how to sort of reclaim it for myself and my recovery has been hugely beneficial to me, especially in my journey towards intuitive eating and getting to know what my body actually wants and getting excited about food again. Wandering through the grocery store, sometimes I find things that I wouldn't have thought of to put on my list or things that maybe give me an idea for a new recipe to try. If you can, use these tips and try to reclaim the grocery store for yourself. The less power that we give to the eating disorder, the more that we can fight back. All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to episode two of My Big Fat Recovery. I so appreciate you being here, and I wish you the best of luck in conquering the grocery store. If you'd like to follow the pod on social media, you can find us over on Instagram at My Big Fat Recovery Podcast. You can also find me, your host, Molly, over on TikTok with the cool kids at Molly in Progress. 